What's going on, everybody? Mike here. This week on a very special Fly Casual, the boys learn a valuable lesson as we go old school and take a fond look back at all the great guests that we've had on the podcast. That's right. It's a best of show. Since we were way too busy stuffing our gullets last week, you don't get any new content, but that's okay. We got you covered, baby. Suit up and strap in. It's time once again to fly casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! Corey's got a grandpa that we affectionately call Papa Jen. Papa got wind of the podcast early on in episode three and insisted that he say a few words. Unfortunately, that spot has led to him muscling his way back in front of the mic more than we like to admit. Anyway, sit back and enjoy Papa's first appearance on the podcast. Well, hey guys, we have a very special guest. Oh with yeah, us we do. I forgot all in about the that. Studio tonight. I'm so. going to have to give up my seat because we only have a limited number of mics <laughs> in do. here. So uh, here, turn on, light, turn on the light. Turn on the light. We're going to need the lights on for all this. Right. He's going to here. Oh here. Okay. Oh, hey. Oh. This is our special guest here. Um, this is Papa Jin. Hey, Papa. Papa, Papa Jin, please. Papa Jin. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard the fellow. He told you to turn the lights on there. Oh. I get the the, uh, the cataracts. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ah, yeah. Is that better for you there? Oh, much better. All right, well, it's timer. better. can see the hands in front of the face now. Papa's going to... Uh, Papa, gonna, gonna get look- it right, son. I'll come over there and I'll kick you in the jewels. <laughs> Gonna... I may be hunched over, but I'm spry. <laughs> Don't let the goiters fool you. <laughs> Papa's got a little something for us here. He's got a little editorial he is. Well, I heard you boys like to talk about the movies. I uh, always been a big fan of the movies myself. I uh, remember when I saw Citizen Kane for the first time. I was uh, buried under my seat and scared to death. I thought I was seeing a Frankenstein picture. Silly me. It doesn't matter. Got a good night's rest that night, all the same. But been a big fan, been a fan. You know, uh, you know, there, there seems to be a lot of hubbub over one Mr. J.J. Abrams directing this Star Wars film, or uh, another Mr. Ryan Johnson directing the next. But no, uh, no matter whether you think Star Trek is enough popular science fiction burden for one man, or if a notable lack of experience could hinder another, it it can all be simmered down to just one hot, gooey takeaway. It's probably this. Could be worse, fellas. Am I right? Could be worse. Yes. Could be worse. Yeah, see, you you take your other hot commodity directors from notable science fiction franchises. Michael Bay, for instance. Well, he hasn't just sucked the meaning out of beloved childhood properties. The man sucked the meaning out of both World War II and the end of the world prior to that. It stands to reason carrying he's carrying a class four black hole around in a knapsack because only a force that great would manage to explode so heavily at the box office while still managing to suck that bad. <laughs> but I uh, I suppose that kind of large scale anticlimactic ejaculate shouldn't be all that surprising for a guy whose second directing credit was titled Playboy Carrie Kendall September 1990 video centerfold. <laughs> That's a true story. True story. <laughs> well, look at Zack Snyder for another shining example. After hitting a scene with a zombie movie, the man took a green screen and a $50 Visa gift card and crapped out 300 <laughs> Made untold millions from wannabe frat boys masquerading as misguided self-proclaimed history buffs. 
Then someone in a suit had their undocumented accountant run some numbers and figured he must be the savior to all mankind. So then they slap him with a beatified by nerds everywhere property of Watchmen. Did you see that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. all agreed. Watchmen looked very expensive, but uh, required a triple dose of a leaf for the eye strain related to three straight hours of going blue man parts in your eye. <laughs> <laughs> By the time that awkward turn was over, I felt more violated than an underaged blue man groupie. But, uh... We'd all spent our money, so naturally they upped the ante by visiting the Temple of Nolan and receiving divine blessing to throw Superman at this Snyder kid. And we all know how that turned out. The problem, kids, is that these days... Guys don't love the franchises. These guys don't love them. They're excited about them, sure. Cocaine will do that to you. <laughs> but they don't love them like real nerds love them. And that's just the thing. But being a nerd don't mean what it used to. Used to mean that you were weird, ostracized. Meant you were on the outs with society at large. Heck, they even made a couple of movies about nerds claiming their revenge or something or the other. But the title escapes me at the moment. The problem is these guys know how to get excited about things, and they think that's the same as true fanaticism. But it ain't, you see. One side wants to dissect the emotional intricacies of the demon teddy bear scene from Akira, while the other just wants to reenact the quasi-homoerotic volleyball scene from Top Gun. <laughs> it's the difference between the film club at your local community college having four-hour debate over the meaning behind the final seven minutes of Blade Runner, and two frat boys high-fiving each other in the hall over a passing quote from Animal House between keg stands and attempted date rape. <laughs> Those frat boys think they love movies, but they couldn't name an actor, besides maybe a beleaguered guess at Jim Belushi. They couldn't name anyone on crew. They couldn't tell you couldn't tell you a thing about why the movie was so revolutionary at the time of its release, and they certainly wouldn't know what it takes to make another one. But take some guys who employ gritty filters, slow motion, explosions, and dialogue that can be scribbled in its entirety on paper inside of a fortune cookie, and Hollywood sees it as a license to print money, regardless of what long-term damage it might do to a franchise. Because as long as the words transform as a Superman carry enough weight to shine through the smeared turd varnish these chuckle nuts leave on them, people will keep spending their money on this nonsense while no one learns any lessons. No, sir, the best we can hope for are people who are passionate about film craft. At least more so than about muscle shirts and maintaining just the right level of bro stubble to continually at least appear to not give a crap. <laughs> That's how we got Iron Man. And on the off chance you've got someone like that who also truly loves the fiction, you can even end up with another Revengers. You see, there are people in the industry who know it takes true passion and talent to treat these franchises like the delicate ladies that they are. But it also takes hunger. Which usually is best found in the hearts of the unproven, in the names of folks still trying to make their bones. And if you're going to go to someone who's already proven himself, like Abrams, for instance, well, rest assured he knows how to treat a lady. He's done it before, and by God, we hope we can do it again. And just pray that he loves her as much as we do, and that he stays hungry. That's just a little something I want to share with you boys. I uh, don't have much else to say. Afraid if I did, I'd probably get a little too colorful. Papa's <laughs> had a few that, nips at the old sipping whiskey tonight. That was that was good words. Well, thanks, yes. thank you, Papa. Yes, thanks, thanks Papa. Papa. And thanks for getting my name right for a change. I won't have to kick you in the gnarly nards on my way back out of the room. But I give up give up my seat to fat short guy who wants to come in and say a few more words. So, thank you very much. Thanks, Papa. Thanks, Bye, Papa. Papa. Love you. Go back to bed, Papa. Hey, widget. <laughs> he's cute, isn't he? Uh, he's a cutie. He sure. saw the mic set up down here, and he just wanted to get involved. 
And <laughs> anyhow, I thought it'd be interesting to get his perspective on things. He's been around a while. He uh, kind of knows the way the industry works. But hey. One of the very first guests we ever had on the show, episode four to be exact, was, well, difficult to accommodate in the studio, but somehow we managed. Have a listen and you'll see what I mean. I'd like to introduce his high exaltedness, once grand leader of Clan uh, Dasilajik. Am I saying that right? I'm getting a <laughs> yes. nod. Yes. Uh, demigod and ruler of Mordor, mother of dragons, <laughs> uniter of the 12 kingdoms, with degrees in both psychology and parapsychology. Wow. Our glorious wow. guest, the Reverend Jabba the Hutt. How are you doing there, sir? <laughs> Very mercy. Very mercy. I, I cannot believe one. we got him to remote in tonight. That's I can't great. tell you how hard it was. No, no, no. He's here in the room with us. I mean, oh, you might sound a little distant. We're using some backup oh. equipment because we, we actually, he's actually, his face is in the door. He can't make it through the standard 32 inch door. <laughs> yeah. So I won't ask him how he got into the basement. We had to take yeah. the railing off the stairs. It was a giant production. Whoa. But uh, but exalted one, it's an honor to have you on. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really kind of beside myself here. Uh, what exactly have you been up to since the incident uh, over at the you know over the Dune Sea? Uh, I'm kind of curious. Oh wow, they brought a friend. Who knew? Who knew? You know, I didn't even know oh. you had any uh, zoological experience, but that's uh, that's really something. Uh, I will say that despite the difficulties we've been having, actually, you know, getting into the studio here, you're looking a little bit trim. I don't mind saying, but uh, I'm wondering what exactly has been falling in the uh, the diet lately. <laughs> Silly Jedi. Silly Jedi. Ooh, really? Atkins. Oh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Huh. Wow. Who knew that it had gotten along that <laughs> far? It's good to know that's working out for you, but uh, I hope you're not doing the protein only thing. What are you doing to get yeah. fiber these days? Oh, oh wow. golly. You're going to have a heck of a time moving that out, Java. <laughs> did did yeah. you know Chewbacca was gluten free? No, <laughs> I was not aware at all. Good to know. I was not aware. Well, you know, uh, before we move on, let's just bring people up to speed. Have you been, uh, what's been going on romantically? You've been, uh, any more uh, Twilight dancers? You've been seeing any of the uh, the huts in their lady forms? Uh, what what are you what are you doing for all around uh, companionship? Solo thought you market. Oh, okay, that's more than we needed to know. <laughs> <Wow>. That's. <laughs> You know what? Wow. We should probably move wow. on. Thank you, Java, for yeah, being here. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Java. Can you cut that out? Of yeah, course, we, we, might, we might have to explicit earn an explicit tag. tag. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have an explicit tag. But that's great. Thank you, Exalted One. Uh, but yeah, stick around. Uh, we'll be anxious to get your take on the various goings on uh, as we progress through the evening here. But so one of our favorite segments that became a staple of the podcast early on is the Porkins Bite of the Week. For a long time, Porkins Kid laid down his Star Wars knowledge bombs on us. More recently, Porkins Kid has expanded his knowledge bombs to pop culture topics of the week. But in the beginning, specifically in episodes 5 and 7, Porkins Kid laid the foundation with anything and everything that you want to know about the man, the myth, the Porkins legend himself, one Mr. William Hootkins. Well, hey, since we're wrapping up news, we have a new segment that we'd like to introduce to everybody. We're really excited about it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's officially time for the Porkins Bite of the Week. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's funky. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Did you know the dude who played Porkins also played the dude in Indiana Jones who said top men? You can only set your sights to look forward to more of that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's, that's every week, baby. We're going to bring trivia. you a that's right. Porkins bite of the week. That's yeah, right. because that's the thing. <laughs> that's why people really come to a Star Wars podcast. Right. Is, I want to know more about Jack Porkins. <laughs> well, sweet pea, look Tunnel. no further. Yeah, Tunnel. Ton of Porkins. Tunnel Porkins. Tunnel Porkins. Mama yes. gonna fill your belly with Porkins. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, you know she is. But <laughs> if we're done, if we're done, Dick. The question is, when is it time for the Porkins report? Oh, right now, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, it, is now. it is time, yeah. isn't it? It oh. is. Yeah. Uh, Everybody dance and get your giblets out. That's Porkins. Right. Get what? The dude, did you know that the dude who played Porkins was in Superman 4? His name was Harry Howler, and he done put the stuff on the missile that they, when they threw it into the sun, made the bad guy <laughs> that was all like angry and stuff. <laughs> Superman 4, huh? The quest, the quest for, for peace. peace. The quest for peace. Wow. They should call that mo- they should have called that movie Superman 4 The Quest hey! for a bigger budget. <laughs> and oh my probably gosh. not Christopher Reeve directing. Wow, ripping, you know what? I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah. You didn't know that he directed that one? No, I, I did not know that uh, Porkins was in <laughs> Superman. 4. Oh yeah, 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 man. He had a swanky. He had a swanky pinstripe suit on. Mm, I gotta yeah. tell you, it's if I had slimming. that pinstripe suit, I wouldn't want to wear anything. I'd wear it to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good looking suit. Oh, the bed suit. That movie. That oh, bed suit. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Co- love we're gonna have to come franchise. up with a That's different the one movie. <laughs> we're gonna have to come up with a different character to have a report segment pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting all the highlights. <laughs> the chose Porkins. The Porkins well is running dry. Exactly. Yeah. What I was dry. Gonna say. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, let's not dwell. One of the most popular segments early on for the podcast was most certainly the Star Wars fan of the week, who knew that we had the capacity to draw this kind of talent onto the show. Sit back and enjoy our interviews with Winston Churchill from Episode 5, Ice-T from Episode 7, Mel Gibson from Episode 8, Patrick Stewart from Episode 13, and the Prince of Darkness himself, Aleister Crowley, from Episode 14. I know. There we go. There's the wish list. Well, I think that brings us around then to a a new segment that I think we're going to be a new repeat segment that we'll be doing uh, in future podcasts, and we're going to kick it off right Star yes. Fan of the Week. Wow, what? <laughs> fan of the Week? Ladies and gentlemen, the Prime Minister Winston Churchill. When 900 years old, look as good, you will not. <laughs> A statement of which I often remind my children when the situation warrants. I've no shame in professing my fanaticism for the Star Wars. I recall fondly when first I saw it. We were celebrating my 102nd birthday with an advanced screening in what was previously an air-raid shelter beneath Sandringham House. The Queen, still plump and ripe at only 51 and already 25 years a widow, 
had extended a personal invitation to view what she described as a groovy new space flick with wicked robots. <laughs> Softened by age and ever fond of the affections of notably amorous and exceptionally available women, I accepted without pause. I had unfortunately missed the opening text exposition as I was wrestling a fourth go-go boot of brandy from Her Majesty's tenuous and cat-like claws, so I found myself hopelessly lost for the first half of the film. However, naturally, I was most enamored with Sir Alec Guinness, who had once reached out to me for advice in Obvious. regards to portraying Adolf Hitler for a film entitled Hitler, The Last Ten Days. I said, Alley Cat, as he was often known at the time. If you want to capture the brooding and enigmatic spirit of our Hitler, spend seven hours white-knuckling the inside lane of the roundabout at Parliament Square after injecting a triple hit of heroin into the whites of your eyes. <laughs> I don't know if ultimately Alec capitalized on that guidance, but I was later informed that he became prone to picking fights with the catering lorries during filming and went so far as to stab Julian Glover between takes with a handmade knife fashioned from equal parts cardboard and his own feces. <laughs> I'm sure Julian was none too thrilled, but after the infection resolved, he was offered recompense via the role of General Veers and the Empire Strikes Back. Huh? However, Ooh. you may notice the good General and Obi-Wan never appeared in any scenes together. No doubt a factor insisted upon by then-sober and vengeance-fearing Sir Alec. However, I digress. Once Her Majesty was appropriately limp and passed out on a transparent beanbag chair filled with cheese-flavored popcorn... I furrowed my brow and dug in my heels, finding myself quite fond of this tale of a young boy with the latent ability to save the galaxy, with which I directly identified. Being born of accomplished lineage to a great and powerful, if not somewhat absent father, whose ethics were often the target of critics and lambasters alike. However, only the conspiracy theorists would sincerely compare my father to Darth Vader, and frankly the slaughtering of innocent younglings and the alleged disemboweling of prostitutes are at the very least miles apart. I've often been asked if I took any kind of offense to the fact that the evil empire bore resemblance to our own empire, both in poise and in parlance. To that I say, nonsense. I was, after all, granted honor an honorary citizenship by U.S. President Kennedy, so as far as this old redcoat is concerned, that makes me just as much one of the good guys. <laughs> in closing, I'd like to point out that I've notably said, it is always wise to look ahead, but difficult to look further than you can see. The reason for this, of course, is quite simple. In the words, wise words, of one small green puppet, always in motion, the future is. <laughs> I thank you. Now pour me another damned whiskey. Star Wars Fan of the Week. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. It's 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 something for all ages, really. It is. It is. You know, it never, is. Never yeah. pigeonhole. Never pigeonhole the love for this beloved franchise. So <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It is. Yeah. And wow, he was. He really. He was really kicking around for quite a while, wasn't he? He was, man. That's <laughs> a, yeah. That's something else. Yeah. And the memory on that guy, I tell you. Oh yeah. Where's, where's he been? Yeah. I haven't seen him in the news. Or anything. Oh, I think he passed away in the last couple of years or so. <laughs> Real tragedy. Real tragedy. People just wailing in the streets. So. Hey guys, okay. yo! You know what that means? It's time what? for what? It's time for the fan of the week. What? Star Wars fan of the week? Yes. It's my ladies favorite. and gentlemen. Our guest tonight is Mr. Ice T. Ice, thank you for being here. Uh, so, when did you know that you were a Star Wars fan? When did I know? Uh, when did I know? 
Well, it was right after I got out the army that I originally saw the film, and I was immediately straight up hooked. And at the time, we was robbing banks, boosting car stereos, things like that. So I started throwing around some Jedi Kung Fu and shit, right? And man, I was cutting fools with a broomstick covered in Christmas lights because that's how I thought a gangster should throw down. It wasn't until I signed with Sire that I fell in with some of the other OGs who were in on the wars, man. DJ Evil E, DJ Aladdin, Africa Islam, DJ Chubby Hero, Punchy Salad Shooter, Ambiguously Acrimonious K, DJ Johnny Sparkles, and Fat Chad, to name a few. Yeah, we uh, we actually got together to record a dramatic fan fiction Fat radio Chad. play, but then everybody got high, and it just evolved into recording my first LP, Ron Pace, which uh, had nothing to do directly with Star Wars. But, it didn't. That's true. But, but a, a lot of people don't know that Cop Killer was actually a rock song originally about uh-huh. killing stormtroopers who are clearly what? the white police presence oh, in the Star Wars universe. But that makes all the bad press was sending sales through the roof. So, hey, when DJ Chunky Simon convinced me to change it from its original name, Trooper Shooter, I guess he was right. But uh, rest in peace, homie. So uh, what did you do then? Man, what didn't I do? <laughs> we uh, we started boosting rockets from NASA and the, uh, the Russian space program and stashing them at Funky Lynn and Fresh's crib. What did you need rockets for? To go to the moon like proper space gangsters. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, DJ Bottlebrush had a PhD in astrophysical engineering, and I myself have been studying command tactics while DJ Plumber's Crack was brushing up on his linguistics. So, well, what about Funky Lennon? You were stashing him at his house. I would think he'd want to. Man, we we made that. Video navigate <laughs> he was pissed boy no doubt about that though so uh, how did it go did you uh, did you make it to the moon nah we just did a drive by we let incredulously D.I.K. ride along and he leaned out the window with his Gat 9 tried to shoot his name in the dust but only got so far as I end before he ran out of bullets so <laughs> well, that's great is there anything else you'd like to say yeah, I want to give a shout out to the members of the OG Star Wars Book Club and its members, DJ Floppy Flapjack, Monster Matt, <laughs> DJ Cool Coldness, Thelonious Filbert, Easy EQ Knob, DJ Dark and Dank, DJ Necktie, MC Ricketts, DJ Tooth Obsession, Pringles Paul, MLFM, DJ Shankenbank, DJ Spreadsheet, MC Knickerbocker, Morbidly Obese Omar, Lil Ponyer, Tucker Van Housen Third, DJ Dragon Ball, Baller, DJ Creme Fresh, DJ Broccolili, Squishy DPS, MC Cross Stitch, Robot Ronda, Leroy, Chucky B, I like DJ Dragon Ball, that's DJ Drive Oh, wow. Oh, jeez. Oh. That was, that was quite a ride. <laughs> Seriously, there must have been some intense discussion in that book club. <laughs> some intense discussion. I, I think there was a little east side and west side in there. That was, uh, oh, yeah. man. Wow. Star Wars brings wow. the sides together. DJ, it does. DJ Spreadsheet, huh? DJ yeah. Spreadsheet yeah. was really into... Actually, he was into cosplay. <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of people don't know that about DJ Spreadsheet, but he was really into, into really complex uh, cosplay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got nowhere to go with that. <laughs> you learn something new no, every no, day, though, no, huh, no boys? No. It's huh? time for Star Wars Fan of the Week. Star Wars Fan of the Week. Is it me? Is it me this time? It's me. Bill Gibson, thank you for joining us today. I would like to ask right what? off the bat, what is your first Star Wars memory? I... I Well, I, I guess he didn't have a lot to say. That's all right. Wait a minute. Was that sound I heard him falling off a couch and then like assaulting a police officer? What was that? Oh, I, I heard. I heard plates and things falling. I, he must have been. He must have been at some you know drinking or something. I don't oh, know. Man, we always learn something valuable every week. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do. I don't. If you've stuck in for this long, you're wondering, hey, why haven't we heard our certain favorite segment that we tune in for, right? Gentlemen. Huh? Yeah. It's what? time at last, at long last. Wait? What? For your Star Wait, Wars what? fan of the week. Oh, yes. Star it's me. Wars fan it's of feeling. the week. I'm, I'm hoping I'm crossing it's my fingers this week, man. Is it going to be you this time? Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, we, uh, we are very oh. honored what? to have you on the show. Well, I'm honored to be here. Are, are you? Well, more or less. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> so, um, let's just put it on the table. Tell me what. Uh, tell me about your take on Star Wars. I uh, I remember when they first called me in for an audition. I was <clears throat> quite taken by surprise. I was doing a reading of Shakespeare, UCLA, and. Bob Justman, who, as you know, was a producer on the original series, he um, he claims to have immediately I, known that I was to be cast, but there was, Patrick, of course, far more to it. I'm, I'm there, not sure. There was a meeting um, at Gene's house, yeah. and I arrived in none other than a cheap rental car, uh -huh. but that only <laughs> lasted... Uh, under an hour, I, I'm told. Uh, told Gene wanted no part of me. We were <laughs> at least not initially. Yeah, I wasn't tall. I wasn't French. I certainly didn't have the typical quaff of a leading man. Uh, but be that as it may, destiny had its wits about it, I suppose, and history history became what it is. Patrick, I was asking about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Star Wars fan of the week. A little confusion on the day we recorded that. Uh, hey, at least we got him on the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't not going to post it. No, I mean, it was, it was too big a deal. So, you know. He's been knighted by the queen. He has. Exactly. Sir I mean, Patrick. we did talk about Star Trek earlier, so it seemed appropriate. <laughs> Only appropriate. Yes, let's turn this into a Star Trek podcast. Well, Thank you very much. It was the alpha and the omega of this one. And by <laughs> omega, I mean the end. Thank oh. God. Guess what? 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 I'm making the call right now, gentlemen. It's Ooh, time what? for Ooh. chicken butt. It 
He got it. He did. All right. <laughs> yeah. Closing it out. Good night, everybody. <laughs> no, uh, it, it is time, my friends, for the uh, the uh, long-awaited segment, the Fan of the Week. Now, really? Bef- before we get started, I got to okay. apologize for the uh, for the audio quality on this one. Uh, that's on me. It was uh, there was a let's just say there was a magical disturbance in the air. <laughs> okay. Uh, Star Wars fan of the week. Garrett, was it you? Yeah, it, it has to be this time, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and all beings in between. Uh, yes, and all. All beings in between. All beings in between. Right. Thank you. Uh, of course. Um, An introduction is an order, I see. Yeah, 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 excuse me. I'm uh, proud to introduce Mr. Alistair Crowley. Lovely. Who? Uh, me. <laughs> no, me, you brave oh, swine. Uh, right, right. Uh, uh, indubitably. <laughs> so, you're a Star Wars fan. Does the Pope poop in the woods? Yeah, I- <laughs> he does. I he does. Eyes on that tall, brooding figure of Darth Vader. I was transfixed upon the sordid hedonism and delicious cruelty of the Sith. That's uh, that's kind of creepy. Indeed, as I set myself upon the course to greater knowledge of the deeper circles of Sith magic, I became summarily excited from the center of my core to my very extremities. Getting creepier. Unfortunately, there are no Sith temples here on our own planet, so I was forced to employ the technique of astral projection to visit such far-off places where I might drink from the cup of darkness. Listen, I'm, I'm starting to have second thoughts about this interview. <laughs> After I had shadow-walked oh. the ruins of Droman Kass and the tombs of Korriban, oh, yes. and I knew, I knew I must find a scarlet woman to perform these magical acts with. Why did you... <laughs> Why did you use quotey fingers just now? <laughs> when you said magical acts, use quotey fingers as if you were talking about something else. Do you really want to know the sordid details? Not really. I thought not. Sith magic is not for the weak will. You do know all of this is fictional, right? Isn't it, though? Our very lives are but stories lost upon the winds of time. Fictional accounts retold until the details no longer remain. No, no, that that's non-fiction. <laughs> the concept of Sith magic is fictional. Maybe to a non-believer such as yourself, you libelous hound. But to a true believer like me... You, you can't project yourself onto other people. I can and have, you pasty Moloch. No, no. It's not at all real. Even the planet Korriban isn't called that anymore. The guy who used to be in charge changed the name to Moriban. Why, that's preposterous! Wait, wait, wait. Why? Because none of it's real. Because people can just rewrite fiction whenever they want, whether they like it or not. But, but, but what of those, those of us who've committed to studying the history? Not history. The, the, the fiction, then. What of us who've committed to studying the fiction and, and given massive portions of our very souls to cherishing it? A good question, if a little dramatic. You see, enjoying good fiction is like having a really deep and close friendship. With a scarlet woman? Okay, it means like, but now I'm not sure what it means, so I'm just going to keep ignoring it. Your laws. <laughs> you develop this deep friendship throughout childhood, and you grow up together. But as you get older and do new and different things and meet other influential people, things can become different. He or she may not appreciate drinking the blood of it. Stay with yeah. me here. 
of, of course. So eventually you both meet your significant others and that changes you. You become different people. You still have the same names and histories, but you go through changes. You always cherish what you had, but that doesn't mean it, it can be the same going forward. In fact, sometimes we find we have to accept those people. We have to accept their changes in order to be close to them again. It's, it's part of life. It's part of what we have to go through as human beings. But change can be so intimidating. No, of course it can. Some people simply can't change, and those are people who are left to their own devices. The friendship sometimes comes to an end, and folks go their separate ways. So you're saying I shouldn't overcommit to my obsessions because I must remain prepared for their eventual evolution into a higher spiritual being? No, I'm saying that some dude indiscriminately changed the crap we like, and they ran him out of town. Fortunately and unfortunately, what's done is done. So it's like meeting a new friend who passed the obstacles in their life. Settle in with them, knowing that the roller coaster isn't going to change that much going forward. But oh, I adore buds. But it's still a roller coaster, so scrap it. I must say, you've taught me a valuable lesson this day. But alas. I am needed amongst the stars. I guess that wraps things up. <laughs> <laughs> prognosticator of all things pop and parody. <laughs> I wouldn't say all things. Uh, <laughs> Alistair. Star Wars. <laughs> that was creepy, man. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it was a hair-raising experience for me. I, uh, I came Alistair away very Crowley. different than I went in. Yeah, yeah. Like little yeah. shadow babies. Yeah, and you don't know how many <laughs> how many Ouija boards we went through to actually conjure him up too. Get that, get that going. Oh my! Yeah. Wow. Ooh, experience. Yeah. Uh, a little known fact: uh, Sith Force ghost, red, not blue. Just saying. <laughs> Scarlet. I, somehow yeah. I always knew. <laughs> Just knew it. Yeah, yeah. But hey, let's not waste any. More. We hope you enjoyed this special edition of Fly Casual. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate us at iTunes, Stitcher, and all your favorite podcast locations. It's important that you rate us so that we can reach more and more people. As always, be sure to check out the show notes at betterkind.com. There are also many ways to join in the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at flycasual1138. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. We are also now on YouTube, so take a moment to subscribe and ring the bell for updates. And make sure that you check out Discord. Lots of opportunities to chime in. Reach out and say hi. Talk to you soon. Suck it up.